I don't feel like I have blood clots, but I've never had a blood clot before, so I don't know what it feels like. That's comforting. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> so so far, I'm I'm within the I'm within the time frame so far. They say six to thirteen days. Uh huh. So it's been it's been eleven days. Okay. So we've got a couple more days, guys. So if you're <sighs> like me and you got that J and J vaccine and you saw the news, you were probably worried a little bit. <laughs> maybe maybe a little troubled. Maybe maybe it kept you up a little bit. Maybe you shouldn't have gone to the boutique. Maybe I shouldn't have gone to a boutique. Well, we deal with the consequences as they come. Uh, and we're going to get into that. But before we get into that, we got to get into these brewskis. So, Adam, please tell the people what we're drinking tonight. We have the SFY double IPA. It is one pint from Three's Brewing. Uh, we have no cold copy. Ooh. It is 8.3% ABV, though, and it is brewed and packaged by Three's Brewing in single cut north and just cuts off. <laughs> north. Just north. Single cut no- north, I guess, is its own thing. Okay. I was waiting for a Carolina, possibly, a Dakota. Yeah. Just single uh, but it turns north. out it's uh, from Six Fairchild Square, Clifton Park, New York. Right on, right on. Well, uh, uh, that guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, as always. Thank you. And I am Marco Dupa. And this is episode 307 of the One Baron Podcast. Oh, yeah. That was good. Okay there, buddy. <clears throat> I already know I'm going to drink this one way too fast. You can feel it, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That, that, that nice little... What, what is that What is that citrus there? It's the hops. It's those hops. Well, this is the One Baron Podcast, a podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. As I said, episode 307... Thank you guys for joining us. As always, like, share, and subscribe. Podcasts, uh, I, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Stitcher, all that other et shit. Cetera. <clears throat> et cetera. Et cetera, If we're not somewhere that you listen, first of all, how are you listening to us right now? But yeah. secondly, let us know because we want to be everywhere. Everywhere yeah. you are. We want to be wherever you are. We want to be where not the a people way. are. Not in a creepy way. Well, for him, for me, in a creepy way. So, yeah, I, w- I, I saw. I woke up, saw the saw all the articles. They saw, saw that they. So okay, so they put a pause on the J and J vaccine. Mm-hmm. It's not a recall. They're not not doing it. That they just put a pause on it, so that they can investigate the six people. Mm-hmm. Out of the 6.8 million people who've already received the vaccine, they want to investigate the six people who were uh, who developed blood clots. 
as a side effect of the vaccine. Right. And it, uh, it should be noted, it's not a regular, ordinary kind of blood clot. It's a very specific kind. That's how they know it's, uh, you know, could be related to the vaccine itself. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. <clears throat> First of all, you see something like that and you you can't help but be sucked in by the media by the the um the the sensationalism of sure. it right yeah. you see it in the you're headlines like, you're like oh fuck me dude here we go i had i had to be the guy who just couldn't <laughs> be patient enough to get the two shots i had to be oh i thought i was being mr smart guy mr yeah. efficiency mm-hmm. eh, i'll wait in this long ass line who gives a shit because i'm going to get j and j and i'm not going to have to worry about it then you see this shit and you're like god damn it I can't win for losing. There's a famous, uh, famous, famous, I said, famous, 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 there's a a famous Spanish saying um, that uh, essentially the cheap people are the ones who end up paying the most. So I sit in judgment (laughs) in you and everybody else, everyone else who went out for the J and J vaccine. So you see the articles about the vaccine. You see, uh, the first thing you see is Johnson and Johnson vaccine paused due to blood clots. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. How? And all it does is add fuel to the anti-vaxxer fire. Right. And then you read the article and you're like, oh, it was six people out of how many? Almost Millions. seven million people. Yeah. Six. Right experiencing blood clots not to minimize their deaths in any way but of course not uh to to have your takeaway be that suddenly this vaccine is unsafe to use <clears throat> is a little cuckoo bananas yeah i mean it all it, it highlights a couple of things it highlights the fact that like there's some people out there who are looking for any excuse to um to 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 have uh an argument against Vaccination. Well, and imagine being the type of person who cheers when, at the fact a vaccine yeah. had some negative side effects. Right, right. Like, yeah, that's my team, baby. Or, or being the I told you so person right. in an instance like this. Yeah. And not, not only does it highlight that, but it also highlights something that, you know, a lot of people have t- been talking about lately, which is the fact that, like, this is a symptom of something. This is this is the same sim- or, or side effect that, say, women get with birth control certain kinds of birth control and people say well it's a different kind of blood clot but it's also something that is not dealt with the same seriousness as this is being dealt with and that's Mm -hmm. for uh, a number of reasons obviously the vaccine is it's not fda approved it hasn't gone through like all of the vaccines haven't gone through the all of the trials for fda use they're all like emergency use or whatever yeah so there's that there's the fact that like they they're they're trying to get as many vaccines into people as possible so that we can get life back on track i mean there's the fact that for you know at least what 60 70 years now women have been taking birth control and it's just one of those things that sadly women go through in american society and we all just go well, i mean that's chicks dude it's what do you want it's the wanna... norm <laughs> right and everybody Sorry. everybody just they're like, oh yikes! They're complaining over there. <laughs> we could we could do something about that, but we're not gonna. <laughs> we'll uh, address this later. Yeah. 
uh, we're gonna wait for enough of them to make a, make a stink about it. Uh, Male birth control? I can't hear you. What? The what? 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 That doesn't even. That what? sounds so. Ah, ugh, ugh. Male birth control. Ah. Me? No. I've never. Would you take male birth control? Yeah. I guess. I, I mean, I, uh, we we've talked about this before. Actually, it was a we, major. We have. It was a major topic. I think maybe two years ago. Oh, when they when they were, when it became a thing. Yeah. 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 Um. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have any qualms about it. Well, that it. was years ago. Now we're different people. Now. We're totally different people now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't <laughs> find anything like weird about that. Like, it's it, it's not like taboo to me to be like, yeah, I'll take a pill every every day to keep my stuff from not working. Bro, I would. I take it in a heartbeat. Why not? I would. I just- mean, unless there are massive side effects. Uh, which I, I mean, in some cases with some female birth control, there are. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's up to your, you know, up to you as a personal decision, whether or not you take birth control. Cause obviously it messes with your hormones and stuff too. Yeah. I guess it would depend on what the side effects were. Cause sure. I, you know, I'm fine with uh, using condoms. I mean, I, I understand it, that they suck uh-huh. and I, you know, but I mean, it's between that and the Babies alternative or. <laughs> You know, <laughs> making a human. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. I, I think the bigger issue here, though, w- with birth control, I don't know how we got here. Um, is is that even even with us talking like this, it's still not a fair discussion. It's not equal with a woman talking about birth control because the impetus, the expectation, I should say, is on them to take the birth control. Yeah. It's just on a societal level. Yeah. So, you know, we can talk like, ah, you know, as long as it's not too risky or <laughs> makes me feel a little extra grumpy sometimes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. we can talk like that because we're not expected to <clears throat> have to take birth control as a norm. You know? Right, yeah. Whereas most women are expected to, <clears throat> uh, to carry that burden. Yeah, and and yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. I just wanted to underline that in our within our discussion. Yeah. Um but I mean, you, you know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Thank you. I mean, I, the, the idea that I rest that my case. Women are are yeah, if if you don't want to use condoms, then yeah, the onus is on women I, because there is no other option, right? Sure. Um Unless you go into dramatic medical procedures. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, if you're with a dude who's like, look, baby, I, I don't know what to tell you. I just can't use condoms. I don't, you might want to look at the, the your choice in men. Yeah. At least get tested. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the first I thing get the you feeling you're do. not the first one he's told this to <laughs> is all I'm trying to say. Right. You might want to go to the doctor on that one. Yeah. 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 Blood yeah. clots? Experiencing side effects of fucking a douchebag. <laughs> so, so similar. So uh, you read all of this sensational news, and then you get into the nitty gritty of it, and you start finding out that like it's not it's not really that common, but it's enough. You know, it's enough to scare people. Yeah. Any anything anything more than uh, zero side effects is going to yeah. be enough right now to scare people. Yeah. Oh, I mean, even even the more mild side effects of you know, I've heard people, uh, you know, obviously have the sort of cold-like symptoms and flu-like symptoms for a day or two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, that's enough to turn a lot of people off, off rip, even if it's not going to harm them long term. It's just something that, you know, gets people to, to second guess whether they even need it. Yeah. Especially if they're already on the fence and they're like, ah, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I got sick with it last year. So uh, I don't really need I still got the antibodies. Like, so. I swear I had it. I had it like <laughs> September 2015. 2020, you know what I mean, when nobody was even talking about it, I had these weird. I couldn't taste anything for like two days. Yeah. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I've been had that shit. I got the antibodies. Don't worry about it. I'm good. Don't worry about it. I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good in any hood. Good. I just, it. you know what it made me feel was I had half a thought that maybe I really did get a placebo because. <laughs> you didn't feel anything? I, I mean, the first day I felt a little fatigued and I was like, is that just because I went to bed late and got up early and you were waiting in line for four hours? Yeah. Or <clears throat> was that, was that because of the vaccine? And then after that I have felt, you know, knock on wood, but I have felt completely fine these, yeah. these past. Uh, in fact, I have felt mentally slightly better because of the va- because of having the vaccine yeah. i have f- like felt a little bit better about just being in society so yeah it's got it's it's, it's helped my psyche a little same bit. no i've i'm glad you mentioned that because uh, uh same like i've just i felt a weight lift off my shoulders mm-hmm. at least a little bit like you know the monkey's still there but you know he's swinging every once in a while mm-hmm. it's not just s- sitting on there yeah um so that's that's nice. It's nice. <clears throat> what I don't want is for everyone who got the vaccine to suddenly be like, "It's all good now. Let's yeah. let's start licking each other." I got the vaccine. It's licking time. Right. Um. That was that was visceral. Uh, <laughs> I got the vaccine. It's licking. It's time. licking time. It's licking time. Uh. Yeah. I just I I don't want people to go overboard because I think there's just a, a normal human reaction to this which is to feel that relief yeah and to go welp it's back to the old times baby wouldn't it just be yeah just wanting to be done with all this yeah you know the 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 the, um quarantine fatigue is real trust me sure i feel it we all feel it yeah uh but you know you still gotta uh, be careful they they still say to wear a mask when you can and wash your hands as much as you can um so it ain't over, baby. I'm sorry to say it, but it ain't over. But <laughs> God, it's better. It's better. I was talking to I was talking to somebody about uh, this whole thing and and pandemic fatigue more so than <sighs> quarantine. And they were like, you know, I uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I mean, the at the beginning of this whole thing, I was really diligent about washing my hands. You know, using hand sanitizer, not touching doors, mm-hmm. you know, not touching my face, doing everything that they were telling you to do and all that stuff. And, you know, I just I mean, you know, I just kind of gotten just kind of gotten lazy about it. And in my head, Start I was like, slowly walk away. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> bro, I mean, you know, that's not like a hard thing that we're asking you to do. <laughs> How is that the thing that you have fallen off? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I, I get more of like, you know, I've stopped wearing a mask as often as I used to. Yeah, I get that. I get if you say, you know, I'm sorry, but I just needed to leave the house. It's like, yeah, ah, or I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I finally went to a, a 
indoor restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't wait anymore. <laughs> I got my vaccine. Uh, I waited the two weeks or whatever it takes to fully kick in. And, you know, I am going to finally go to a sit down restaurant. Yeah. If you're saying all that, I understand. Right. But if you're telling me that you have gotten tired of washing your hands, <laughs> like, um, we're not on the same page, friend. We're not on the same page. Your uh, dapping rights are over. Sir. <laughs> that's it. You're getting the fist bump yep. and I'm wiping the fist, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the one thing that I probably will carry for the rest of my life. Yeah. Is frequently washing hands sure always having hand sanitizer on deck everywhere yeah uh trying to not touch my face as much as possible because i've i i <clears throat> i may have discussed this on the show before but i have a habit of uh picking at my lip mm-hmm. i may have even done it on camera uh and you're that's, safe here yeah this is <laughs> a safe space uh and that's one thing that i've also been trying to work like I, you know try not to touch my face I, I don't i don't think i touch my face that much but picking at my lip i know i know for a fact that that's part of the reason that i would get sick sometimes yeah is you know when you're working in an office environment and you've got hundreds of people like call a call center environment rather and you've got hundreds of people going in and out of doors even even if you use the best practices like you're just bound it's just too much too many people in one place yeah it's, touching all the same stuff and if you slip up once yeah that's it's it. over it's over it's over so uh yeah i just can't i can't wrap my head around being like i, I don't know man i just can't wash my hands as often yeah. it's just getting tiresome i'm getting bored of it you're exposing <laughs> yourself 20 seconds brother stop 20 it. seconds yeah i mean I, I i think we should probably cap vaccine talk because we've been on it for the past couple episodes yes. obviously yes um sorry it's a panini okay we're in a parallelogram bro uh, it ain't over yeah it's on our minds but let's just say this we'll cap it with this don't if you see these sensational articles please do the research because these media organizations are not giving you everything they're trying a lot of these places are just trying to scare people yeah and it's sad that this is the state of journalism in 2021, but you're mostly, I was actually talking to my dad about this and we can kind of just transition out of it with this. Me and my dad, we, we do not see eye to eye politically even Mm -hmm. a little bit, but the one thing that we both can agree on is, is modern journalism is, is just dog shit sometimes, you know, most of the time. Mm. There's just there's no there's no getting around it. And I was telling him, you know, he was he was, you know, he's he's talking shit and I'm talking shit. And and, and it made me start to think about why we are where we are with modern journalism. And I came to the conclusion that's not going to be a revelation or anything. But the fact of the matter is. You can you can you can watch as these media organizations have learned that we as an American society respond more to gossip rags, negative news, uh, obituaries, just bad (laughs) shit. Is that true? No, seriously. (laughs) Just like when you read about obituary weekly, not like actual obituaries, Uh but like death. Sure. When you read about death, death, destruction, war, things like that, violence. And, and when you're, when you're the New York times 
or, you know, a reputable uh, news organization and you're losing out to the National Enquirer sure. or People Magazine or some of these other shit yeah. and you're just looking around and you're going, we're trying to tell you people what's going on and yeah. all you give a fuck about are Kardashians and, you know, the next fucking who's a what's it or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's also because sensationalism's always sold. It always has. But there was always a... There was a lane for it. Sure. And, and, and uh, you know, specifically because this gets brought up a lot, uh, brought up a lot in politics. Um, but mudslinging has always been a thing. Right. You know, right, it, that's right. nothing new. Right. It's just become bigger over time. I, I, th- I think that the lanes are merging. They are. And, and the reason is that news has become big business. Mm-hmm. It's become something that is click driven. Um, and now it's, it's less of a thing about a, uh, a pure news source and more a thing about, um, opinionated articles driving at something that you already want to believe, you know, it's, it's it's feeding people (laughs) the slop they want to eat. So, you know, sort of, I don't know. It's, it's a byproduct of capitalism being driven into the news media uh uh pantheon of 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 sources and stuff and Mm. it's just become a thing that is more driven on money than it is about information yeah and how do you stop that i don't know i'm not sure like maybe there's this like pure source that we can whittle out of the rough but it seems nearly impossible with the fact that we have social media we have the news media uh and then that news media is just an umbrella that sprinkles out into uh, innumerable amounts of of lanes that we can get into yeah based on whatever it is your thing is whatever your belief is whatever you want to lap up that fits your worldview yeah yeah i mean how many times have you heard somebody go dude i have this killer idea you ready for this you ready for this here's my killer idea what if what if we created like a news thing but it was just the news bro yeah have you heard this argument i've heard this multiple times from people who they're like here's my bright idea we're gonna have we're gonna create a news organization that just facts be just facts Mm -hmm. nothing else right it's just gonna be news yeah it's like (laughs) You, yeah, you mean C-SPAN? <laughs> like, um, I don't know where you've been, but uh, we already have that. Yeah, and we already had that. Yeah, and it was corrupted. Sure. And what makes you think that you're going to create this no frills, no bullshit m- news organization, and you're going to give people just the facts, and people are going to flock right. to this? Yeah, because, because Bill- every. Bill O'Reilly was the no spin zone, man. Right. He was telling it like it was, Mm -hmm. you know, like there is objective truth wherever you look. Yeah. You know, and you can still subjective truth. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) That's what I meant to say. Right. Right. There is objective truth out there. But the problem is we have to whittle through multiple sources to find it. Yeah. And that's a problem because people inherently don't want to do that work. See, and that that's the thing. I don't think it's that hard to 
find the information that you're looking for. We are so caught up in playing our... Oh, you motherfucker. I know. Just a little fruit fly, people. Just so you know, it's an emergency. I'm going to get it. I'm uh, going to get it. Uh, we're, yeah. we're so caught up in playing our side of the table, right? Sure. You, it, 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 you it's would a never, team sport now. If you were looking for... If you were... If you were looking for information on something and you, you wanted to know the facts, mm-hmm. you wouldn't Google uh, incident with Marco Dupa, Fox News. Right. Right? Yeah. And it's just because the reputation of that news organization. And I know that I have friends who wouldn't do the same with a backslash of CNN or right. MSNBC. M- NBC, right. And I get that. And, you know, it's just we're playing this partisan game yeah. with news, with facts, the, with the information. Thing is, the thing is, and something that I hope other people can do, too, is like I look at I, I tend to gravitate towards liberal leaning news sources. No shit. But I do so with a critical <laughs> eye. You know, I'm able to look at it and whittle through obvious opinion, obvious bias. Yeah. And I'm able to figure out, okay, what are the facts of what actually happened here? Yeah. And through that, and then, you know, if I have questions, if something's, you know, not exactly clear from whatever they've given me, I can look further because we have the internet Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's everywhere. So as long as somebody's reported on it and it's a reputable source of some kind, you know, I, I will trust that those facts are correct. I just think we're we're just so far past, you know, I just wish that we could just look at one thing and be able to know, like, okay, I've got the information. Now I can go about my day. You can no yeah. longer do that. You have to look at, excuse me, you have to look at multiple organizations. And then if you really want to, you really want to know what you're talking about, it, it it's a really good thing to... And I know this is going to hurt a lot of people's heads, but you're going to have to look at how the opposition views sure. the same issue. Yeah. It's the only way to get a clearer view, even if you don't trust or um, agree with how they look at or how they're spinning mm-hmm. this same issue. Yeah. You still need to see how other people are viewing this thing. Right. So you have a clear idea. Of and it. I think people are so afraid of doing that because it shatters their worldview. But. Honestly, if 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 you're walking around believing something that's untrue, won't you feel a lot better knowing the truth? Yeah, and being smarter about it, and having a, a more honest conversation about whatever issue is going on at the time. I would. Yeah, yeah. That's why I. That's the. I mean, that's the whole. That's the whole point. Why? Do you, why would you want to be only half informed? Yeah. You know. If you're going to have a debate with somebody, wouldn't you want to know what their talking points are going to be? That's the that's that's well, I'm not going to say that's debate club 101 cuz I never been there cuz I'm not a <laughs> nerd. Nerd. I did do chess club though. Oh, I did. <sighs> In middle school. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. I'm I, not gonna, I, I don't want to I don't I, want, I could kick your ass. I don't In chess? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No. The, the horse, he goes like that. You want to do this? Yeah. You want to do this? I watched uh, the Netflix show, <laughs> yeah. Queen's yeah. Gambit. Yeah. Everybody watched that fucking show yeah. and thought that they could play chess out of nowhere. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Do you dream about it on the on, yeah, on the ceiling? On the, you know, hey, listen. I it's, do. It's fine. It's fun that that a show can can, you know, get its way into the zeitgeist and get people interested in something that they normally wouldn't be interested right. in. That's that's cool. Yeah. I'm just saying that the OGs of the game like myself <laughs> Who, sure. Who who have been playing chess? I think chess. I think Marco Dupa. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Listen, I haven't played in in years, but I yeah. will say that when I was a kid, I was a very passionate chess player. I was, because I, you know it's one of those things that when you're when you're younger and and you learn how to play it, it makes you feel it does make you feel smarter than yeah. The, it makes you feel, like you, you like. Oh, you want to? You're playing checkers. I'm playing chess. I know these rules. <laughs> right. You hear? I've heard the rap lyrics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're like, I know that there's a grandmaster sure. of chess. There's there's like a, a mythology around chess. Yes, exactly. So it's the gentleman's game. We would, uh, me and my cousins and a couple of other friends, we would, we would, they 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 were playing. They would play chess in the uh, in the library in the mornings mm. before school started. So it'd be me, and like five or six other guys. And then we we would all roll in there together. It was like watching. Did you have a chess gang? <laughs> we went in there snapping. Green like onions is playing story. in the background. <laughs> ba-dum, ba-dum, no, this was around the time of like uh, um, uh, uh, grinding. So imagine grinding in the background. Incredible. Your pieces are vibrating. So it'd be like a couple of nerds playing. And then like all of us were like, all right. You know, when's our turn? And it was mm-hmm. it was fun because, you know, nobody was it was just a fun thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I so I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have such a illustrious ties to chess, but I uh, I learned because I think my brother picked it up one time. It was yeah. just the thing like as a teenager, you, you know, you just get <laughs> bored and you're like, eh, let me try something out. And so you figure out how to play chess. I forget from who, whom, mm-hmm. um, but he figured it out and we played uh, occasionally. Yeah, and uh, I think I only beat him like once or twice. Yeah, but I was a dumb baby. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and then and then you get a little bit older, <clears throat> and if you're a hip hop fan, you look at like the Jizza. Of course, it came. His special edition vinyl came with a chessboard. Oh, should, should I? Let me grab it. Let me <laughs> okay. grab it so people can see it. All right, record store day. What was it? 2016. 16, something like that. 2017. Um, very very special edition. Only for you, uh, you vinyl dorks yeah, such as totally myself. This. Are we doing an unboxing? I just want people to. See. <laughs> yeah, I'll do like a small unboxing. Uh huh. <laughs> this is worth it. To me. I, I'm sorry. I just have so much vinyl that he's he's rifling through yeah, right I now. Look okay. At it. Look at it. Beautiful. Look at that. Okay. Liquid swords. This is the front cover of what some people consider to be the best Wu Tang solo album ever made, and a lot of people think one of the greatest hip hop albums ever created. <clears throat> the Jizza, the genius, Liquid Swords. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you open this baby up and uh that's part of the liner notes 
is a chessboard with all of these actual kung fu, all this kung fu going on. This guy's riding a motorcycle. He's ducking <laughs> under that. These guys are duking it out. One guy's getting his head snatched from this way. He's got two swords. One guy's getting choked out over here. Um, actually came with actual chess pieces. And it's an actual chess board. Yeah, lift that up. Can you get that? There we go. <clears throat> so that's the record the record in the booklet. All that. The instrumentals. <laughs> I mean, what a fucking I mean, look at that. And then the actual chessboard. It's one of my prized possessions. Like I'm telling you, dude, this I don't care how this sounds to people. This was worth it to me. It's <laughs> Just I to see it. this again. No, honestly, I, I didn't plan on buying this when I, I uh saw it initially, but the more I looked at it, the more I'm like, yeah, I I, I got it. Yeah, no, it's it's lyrics, it's, lyrics. <clears throat> it's an incredible piece, and uh, yeah. See, here's the thing: when they do these special edition, you know, record store day releases and stuff, sometimes it's it feels like it's just a cheap greatest hits re-release or you know a single release, and yeah. they'll do like a colored vinyl or something, and and you kind of get wrapped up in, oh, <clears throat> that's a really cool re-release or that's just a really cool it just looks dope but when you get something like that where they really put the work in yeah you it's know? like a criterion collection uh blu-ray yeah. you know like they they put clear attention into it and uh, i mean that makes it worth it pretty much regardless of the price right you know if right. i have the money for it and it's something that i really want to celebrate why not it's worth it it's worth it. it's way worth it so uh you see something like that, uh, and and that really that really heightens your uh, excuse me your your interest in getting good at it because then yeah. it becomes cool, you know what I mean? Right. And that's what something like the Queen's Gambit does. Yeah. When it gets into pop culture, when it gets into the zeitgeist, it makes it cool, makes yeah. it fun for people, makes them interested in things that they wouldn't normally be interested. Uh, in. I mean, yeah, Jizza did that for hip hop fans. Yeah. For sure. And and then after him, you get people like Lupe, who had a big emphasis on playing chess. And you just get these guys who uh, make stuff like that that shouldn't be cool. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So that uh, that carry that that carries over the love. Mm -hmm. And that's why. But I haven't played in I haven't played in years. So I. You probably would might mop the floor with <laughs> I'm me. I'm just talking shit. I haven't played in a long time too. But it's fun. It's a fun game. It is. It it's is. It's a fun game. I never I never got to the point where I was like, you know, I know I, I, I never memorized um Pawn to C nine. Yeah, oh I definitely never memorized that. But I also never memorized like um like move sets that oh, people yeah. well, like the Queen's Gambit. Right. I never I I didn't know how to do shit like that. I I always played it and just improvise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's a that is a level of playing chess. Mm. There are levels to it. There just are, and that There's that's always. obviously what I was at too. Is just you you play with your instincts. What's a what's in front of you? You try to play at least one step ahead. Yeah, but you don't know these like move sets, and it's it's almost like a fighting game. Yeah, you know. It's oh like yeah, you know what your individual pieces uh, like characters almost can do. Yeah, and therefore you you know these sets for how the specific uh table is is lined up at mm. the time like what your options are yeah 
And to store that much information in your brain is like it's way beyond me. Mm-hmm. No way. Big time. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm a simpleton. <laughs> I just I just like to I fly by the seat of my pants. You yeah. know what's funny is the way that I play chess is the same way that I would play a fighting game. It's yeah. like just trying to improvise. Just hit, the buttons. Just hit some moves. Just go. Yeah. If I know a couple of moves, I'm like, I'll implement those. But even when I'm playing a fighting game, I always felt like I always felt like it was cheap to just keep doing a move yeah. that I knew. Even if I knew like th- the character's full move set, I just would want it to look smooth. I always thought <laughs> yeah. about it in a way that like yeah. how would... You've got some class. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that that's detrimental to actually being good at the game. No, 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 not at all. There's uh, there's an absolute, uh, like this will be lost on on younger people who didn't grow up with arcades. Yeah. Because in the days of arcades, you would have people lining up behind you that were about to play the fighting game you're you're playing. Mm-hmm. So if you're being cheap and just you know blocking and spamming the same move over and over again, you'd get judged for that. Oh yeah, people, especially uh, the person you're you're fighting against at the time would be like, stop spamming. Yeah, kids, stop it. Kids were ruthless. So you know if you did that, you wouldn't gain the respect. Even if you won, you wouldn't gain the respect. Yeah. So there is something to that. You want it to look cool. You want to win, but you want it to look cool. Yeah. You want to look like you're you're actually fighting. Right. Unless you're playing just with your friends and you really want to get under their skin, which is just my favorite. Just get them in the corner. I was uh, just about to say, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Don't tell to, people that this is a good thing to do. They used to call me the <laughs> corner fighter <laughs> because I would just smash up against the other person and just start leveling them. And you were just so happy with yourself well that's the thing like i wouldn't i knew i didn't have to talk to get under anyone's skin i would just stay silent and go <laughs> yeah and then after after you win you just like look up and you just like you just smile like that i mean what do you what do you want me to do sorry and then you got to pass the controller off and you just want to i just wanted to fucking strangle i know that's why we don't play fighting games anymore <sighs> <laughs> there's new guilty you're coming out fuck you all right when we get the Twitch channel up and running, we'll get back to the fighting games. Because that was fun when we were doing them in the... Yeah. We had the camera set up. That was yeah. fun. We'll yep. do that. And that'll that'll be... That It'll drive me fucking crazy, but yeah, yeah. it'll be fun. Maybe we can get a Gang Beast game going for old times. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they have it on PlayStation they now. Do? I wonder what that community is like. Because I know that the... Uh... uh The game that was all the rage a couple months ago. You always forget the name. Of I this know game. it's and it's such an easy name. It's an easy. They look like Among Us characters. In fact, I think they did a collab with Among Us. Probably. Doesn't matter. It was the everybody knows the battle royale uh, racing game. No, they're gonna. They're yeah, gonna, you're right. You're right. Look it up. Look it up. But anyway, <clears throat> that apparently the the player base of that has kind of obviously dipped because. What did you even? Fall guys. Fall guys. Fall guys. Fall guys. Fall guys. Uh, the player base of that, I guess, is not. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it dipped, but I feel like I, I heard about a lot of updates to it and uh, like kind of a dedicated fan base sticking with it. That's usually what happens. Yeah. If, it, if a game is good enough, you'll get that dedicated fan base where you're at least going to get a solid game. All I care about is, is there enough people playing the game that I don't have to worry about long uh, queue times, yeah, and 
am I always going to have enough players to have a full game? I don't care if there's a thousand people playing because for me, that's enough to have a full game sure, and not have to be sitting in the queue for an hour and a half because there's nobody playing this fucking game. Right. Like evolve. Rest in peace. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll never forgive you guys for letting that game die. I know it could have been better. I know it was their fault. Yeah. It, it died so the, uh, the the horror one versus yeah, many games. What's that called? Asymmetrical multiplayer? Asymmetrical. Asymmetrical, yeah. 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 By the way, I got Dead by Daylight. That's one of them? Yeah. Yeah. The other one was what? Uh, it was a uh, Predator, right? You, uh, there's Predator Hunting Ground. Yeah. And there's also a Jason Voorhees game. What's it called? Just Jason? It's just, it's just called Friday 13th. But uh, Dead by Daylight is apparently really fucking dope. Yeah, apparently they've updated that a ton. <laughs> yeah, I was looking like, at some of the DLC on it, and it's all licensed yeah, stuff, yeah. but it looks fucking awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. They've got like Stranger Things shit, all of the horror horror uh, genres. Um, I mean, it looks fucking, it looks cool as fuck. Nice. So I'm hoping I want to do, I want to do some shit around Halloween. Like bring those games back. Yeah, we do the Twitch channel. I uh, I still have a PlayStation with PT on it. <laughs> I, you should sell that fucking thing. I, man. Know, I know. You probably make a lot of money off of it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I will. I will pass out the day that my PS4 dies. The legend, because it has PT on it. The legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll bring that back. I hate that I just said that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to bring that back. All right, <clears throat> let's uh, let's get more briskies. More briskies. <clears throat> that was good. I contained myself. You did? I did. Good for you. Yeah, I made it last. Yeah. Get these out of the way. Get these off. A little coos <clears throat> on this one. Off Cameroon. Camera. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's going to be a night. Mm. Oh, come on. You're spilling the goods. I hope that was off camera. <laughs> I think it's just, it's just below. You're just, safe. Yeah, just, yeah. just below the sight line. So I I uh I went on this site, got all these all these old 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 school like vintage hats. This was one of them. Nice. Yeah, I noticed. And this, honestly, dude, I mean, I have I have a ton of weird vintage uh just off off kilter hats like this. This one has got more people more people have noticed this hat and commented on this hat than almost every hat that I've ever worn. And I have like I mean 80 hats maybe. Yeah. And this was this is the one because people for some reason have this connection to this gas station that there's something about gas stations, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we all have to go to them, right? I know. Yeah. I know. But well, the reason I bring it up is because obviously it, it it's funny to me that there's that many people who have some kind of allegiance to a fucking gas station. But also this fucking shit. (laughs) I want people to see that. (laughs) 
So you brought out <sighs> the hat, and yeah, I mean, you had the full gear going for this. I shit. had to. I had to. It's beaver season, baby. Appa- apparently, uh, that sounds sexier. I don't know if you if you meant for that to be the. It's beaver season, baby. I but mean, apparently this is this is uh this is an important thing for people. So uh <laughs> this this shirt was got was gotten 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 from Bucky's in we Daytona. We have a gas station theme going. I didn't even realize. We do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bucky's <laughs> which uh according to Google, Bucky's is a chain of convenience stores and gas stations with 39 locations in Texas, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Uh so they were founded in 1982. But what you have to know is that they have incredible merch. Yeah. Incredible merch. So uh, Bucky's apparently their entire shtick is that they just make gigantic, gigantic quickie marts. Yeah. Like it's essentially like a target size. Uh, And they have obviously a bunch of gas stations within there. Mm -hmm. But then just this gigantic... Gigantic service station, which is apparently the biggest service station in Florida. The more you know. The more you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's from Texas. Uh, they serve barbecue. And Oh, you didn't you didn't mention that detail when we talked about it. They have barbecue. It's a little like <coughs> it's a little like Wawa, but turned into Walmart. Yeah. You know? It's a wild thing for me to think about. Yeah. <coughs> because well, people who are not from here will not understand what what it was like when we started getting Wawa's down here. Revolutionized the game. I mean, it, it literally changed Central Florida. Well, because what did we have before that? 7-Eleven? 7-Eleven, uh, racetracks. <sighs> and racetracks, you could tell that racetracks felt the fire on their ass because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, fuck. We got to make better food. We got to make better coffee. coffee. Mm-hmm. We got to, we got to, almost had him. Mm. You know that they, they, they need, they knew that they need to yeah. step their game up. See, 7 yeah. Eleven is so ubiquitous that they're like, sure. we're going to give you these dog shit donuts and pastries and the hot dog on the roller. And you're going to drink your Slurpee. And, and even if you don't like it, you're going to pretend like you like it. Sure. By the way, I just, I don't get it with Slurpees. I don't get it. What's there to what what's there not to get? Well, what's it's, there to be so excited about? It's a fucking it's 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 shredded ice it's sno- and like it's, some trash Coca-Cola flavor it's added snowy, to it. Snowy, sugary beautifulness. I don't get it. I don't get it. Have you have you done the the cherry and the coke? No. The mix? No. You're missing out. I mean, I'll I'll go and I'll I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it because you just brought it up and said that I, that's something that I'm missing, but I've done the Coca-Cola one. I've done all of their flavors, and it's just I just don't get I don't get I don't get why people are so excited about fucking Slurpees, man. They're not <laughs> they're not that good. Something wrong with they're you? They're not that good. They're there's, not, there's nothing you. to them. I don't I, I just don't get it. I I low key love the bottom of the Slurpee when it starts just getting icy. It's just. Ice and then and you sugar. Just, you can't slurp it up anymore, and you just have to like let it shovel into your face. That's such a fat boy thing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't get it. Judge me. I don't get it. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's why that's why Seven Elevens they could all burn to the ground. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care because Wawa's here, and that's all that matters. 
and hopefully we get more uh Bucky's. Bucky's. I was gonna say Chucky's. <laughs> It's not Buck. It's not like, look, there's one opening in St. Augustine now, too. Yeah, see, people, people of Florida, Alabama, Texas, and where else? I think that was it, right? Uh, Florida, Alabama, Texas, maybe who, Georgia. Who can say? Who can uh, say? It's uh, Texas, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. And there are currently Buckies in development in Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, and South Carolina. That's the the idea of like. A, you know something like this that's been around for years developing in these new places is always wild to me that's why it was always it was really strange to me when when the wawa started developing out here because people who knew what they were were so excited mm-hmm. they wouldn't shut up about the fact that we were getting a we were getting yeah. the one. Anyone from New Jersey and New York they were, were like, obnoxious, obnoxious, obnoxious about it. about it. We're getting a Wawa. Can't wait. And I was like, a Wawa? What the fuck is a Wawa? Sounds stupid. Who goes to a Wawa or a Wawa? A Wawa. 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 A Wawa. This is a Wawa. Beaver Nuggets for all. Bucky's opens in Daytona location. Look at that gas station located on I-95. Amazing. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was worth it. So hopefully, hopefully they get closer to us because what there's one in Daytona and now there's they're developing one in St. Augustine. St. Augustine, too. Dude, yeah. If they come here and then we have like competing Wawa's oh, and, and, and Bucky's, man, let's I'd go. Like That's for that. the yeah. people, baby. That's for the people. Yep. That's what we need. That's 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 partisanship yep. or bipartisanship. Bipartisanship. That's bipartisanship. That's capitalism, baby. Let, let the people decide. Let them fight. Let them fight. Have you watched that, by the way? Yes. <laughs> of course I have. <clears throat> I still haven't watched it. Oh, I know. I mean, we're a little past the expiration date on that one. Talking we about definitely that. are, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Were you ever a big uh, monster movie fan? Of course. No, I mean, like, you know, like Mech Godzilla. Yeah. King Ghidorah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I grew up with those movies. Yeah, Godzilla was a, a staple in my my uh, youth. And oh, how about this? Huh. What if we do one reel in with all of them? We go back and watch the ones from like the fifties and shit. That's a lot of movies. I know, I know. Okay, we'll watch the <laughs> we'll watch the highlight, like the big ones. Okay, we'll watch the you know like Mech Godzilla, Godzilla vs King Kong. Let's see if there is. Let's see if there's a. Uh, <coughs> uh, uh, ultimate list of the top Godzilla movies. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can watch like the top five. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Make it manageable because there are tons. Yeah. There's so many Godzilla movies. Like, I mean, they've uh, clearly they're making them to this day. To this day. To this day. Uh, but I mean, it, it goes back to the fifties. Yeah. So, or we could do just one, one real end. The Matthew Broderick one, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. Of course. Yeah, of do. course. Godzilla 2000, yeah. baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. I was obsessed with that soundtrack. <laughs> the Godzilla 2000 <laughs> soundtrack? Kid, yeah. Don't you have it? Yeah, it's in there somewhere. It's in there. It's in there somewhere. Uh, I'll grab Comment if you, as a child as well, were obsessed with the Godzilla soundtrack. Well, yeah, just the one, the Diddy song. Uh-huh. That was the yeah. big one. And every, I remember everybody making a big deal about the fact that he he sampled a... Uh, Zeppelin. A Zeppelin song. Yeah. And, uh, and, and <clears throat> at the time, not understanding, 
I, I was like, who cares? He just, he just, that's what rappers do. They sample right. songs. Who I, I, I didn't get the significance of him. Yeah. I mean, I get it now, but when you're a kid and you're reading, you're seeing these articles. Like, oh. So Zeppelin songs, like gives a fuck. <laughs> Fuck Led Zeppelin. I Who think, is that? I think we, we exactly. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. Is I think we would have cared more if we grew up in like classic rock households. <clears throat> but uh, bro, no. When I think about stuff like that, I remember the first time. Like my my mom, all she listened to was sixties and seventies soul music and like eighties and nineties R and B. That was it. Yeah, exclusively. Right. <clears throat> And my dad, all he listened to was like fifties and sixties rock, and like so 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 he was a Beach Boys, uh, yeah, he liked Mungo Jerry, he liked fucking uh, he liked uh, uh, Johnny Cash, he liked the Beatles, he likes the, the Stones, Beatles. stuff like that, but like yeah. early stuff, yeah. right? <clears throat> American music, yeah, ironically. <laughs> or I guess unironically, no, you know, my dad. Uh, <laughs> was it, during that time, when he was still in Guyana, that's probably like what was the shining beacon of music, right? 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 It's like American music. That's what they're putting in your faces. Like right. this is this is what you want to aspire to. This yeah. is this is this, this is, is the, the pinnacle stuff. of music. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, yeah, Look at yeah. these fucking guys. I guess I guess uh, English music too. But. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, definitely in Guyana. I can only assume that, like, since they're so British leaning, that sure. they probably were. Sure. But uh, yeah, so <clears throat> you see all that, like, that's what they leaned on. So the first like rock record that I saw with my own eyes that a family member had was uh, ACDC "Back to Black." That was the f- that was uh, because they had it in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I am so sick. I <laughs> quick aside. <laughs> I had an iPod for a long time, and the first track that always automatically played, Back in Black, ACDC. Oh, my God. Every time. Every single time. Can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I can't listen to that record anymore. I no. can't listen to it. I've heard it so many times. Uh, for, because yeah. when, you're, when, you're, when your iPod would, like, when it was, when, when they were first, when we, people were first getting like Bluetooth in their car or like aux devices in their yeah. car so that, I don't think that Apple was ready for that. <laughs> no. Because every time you plug that bitch in, it was like, oh, so you want to start from the beginning in alphabetical order? We the have the same song? 7,000 songs for you. <laughs> Here so you go. every time you got in the car, it's just, I'm back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Every time. It haunts me. Uh, the the first because pretty similarly to you growing up, um, my family only had essentially salsa music and seventies yeah. disco, yeah, and Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, can't forget Mike. That was it. That, like, that was basically it. Um, the only exception was the Rocky soundtrack, Rocky Four. <laughs> Rocky Four for Ivy Tiger, right? In particular, right. I remember my dad sitting me down and and dropping the needle on Ivy Tiger, and <clears throat> losing my mind. But the first, I think, the, actually, the only rock album that they had in there as well was Fleetwood Mac. Mm. Rumors, of course, yeah, obviously. 
because that that was the that, crossover. That was the one. Yeah. Yeah, the crossover. The big one. Everybody had that one. Yeah. So I that was my first introduction to like classic rock was through that because they weren't classic rock people. Like uh, you know in the in the seventies in New York you, you you only had two lanes basically. It was like dance music or rock. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And they were both feet in dance music. Yeah. So, you know, we just we had a bunch, a bunch of classic salsa records and, like I said, Michael Jackson and uh, disco. Yeah. Bee Gees. <clears throat> My parents, uh, I guess, right before they stopped buying albums altogether, because at this point they were having kids. Don was uh, my eldest brother, Adrian, he was born at this point. Don was born and I was born at this point, but I was a baby. Um, I think the last record that they bought that I can, that I can think of when I think about their collection of music was they bought, um, vanilla ice, ice, ice baby and MC Hammers. No, these were CDs. Okay, okay. Uh and MC oh, their vinyl collection they stopped a long time ago. When uh-huh. I look at like the stuff that they were they were they were uh buying. Yeah, by <laughs> and large once CD came around, people were like, "Ah, fuck it." Yeah, see that and and that's that's a funny thing because we we now we look at that stuff and it's like, "We'll buy it for the for a myriad of reasons, right? Sure. For the novelty, for you know, if there's a special edition, if the pricing is better on this, yeah. that, and the other, what have you, right? But we have choices. So if there, if there's something on vinyl that you want to hear it on vinyl, and you want those liner notes, and there's a special edition, blah 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 blah, right? You'll buy it on vinyl. Or I mean, sometimes I still cop a CD because I'm like, eh. I mean, I'll just buy the CD. I just want to own the music, yeah, right? Yeah. But back then. They were looking at it like this is how technology is moving. Yeah. So once records were over, they were like, well, those are done. So those go into the attic yeah. and we're going to buy CDs because that's what they're telling us to buy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people from that generation were still like because we're obviously missing a major component here, which is cassette tape. Mm-hmm. But I feel like cassettes were <laughs> there for the convenience. You buy a cassette if you just want to have it in your car. But you can still buy the vinyl if you want it for your house yeah for your sound system you know i feel like and i, I and i may be wrong about this because because admittedly i haven't done the research but i feel like tapes were in the grand scheme of things had a very short shelf life when it comes to everything else cd's dominated vinyl yeah. records dominated tapes were to me felt feel like uh and again i don't fucking know (laughs) but the way that it seems with the way that they talk with the way that people talk about them with the way that i see them is it felt like a thing that was like a in-between kind of thing where records went to 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 tapes but tapes only for a short period of time and then scientists were like look you don't have to buy those. We have CDRs <laughs> there like, are ready to go. Skip the tracks. Yeah, you don't have to. We can just click, click, click. You don't I, have I, to. <laughs> I, th- I think because I agree with you. I, I think that that perception though is based on our life experience though. Yeah. Because I think cassette tapes came out in the late seventies. Yeah. I mean, there you know, there's like, uh, what was it the uh, the beta first or was that VHS? That was that video. What was the other audio alternative to cassette? Eight tracks. Eight track. Yeah. Right. Eight track. Um, yeah, because there was this literally almost exactly the same fight 
between VHS and uh, uh, Beta, mm-hmm. Betamax. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- with the audio wars. So I feel like that's based on our perception because we obviously were only really conscious in the 90s. Yeah. Um, you were only alive in the 90s. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. Right. It's right, fine. Right. It's fine. We're not talking about age right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, what do you have? What, a year and a half? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Late 88. Okay. Um, Late oh, did, 88. You, did you buy the Rock Him record that came yeah. out that year? Yeah. The, the, the mic. <laughs> um, in, instead of Baby Mozart, that's what uh, I got in the womb. Yeah. Was uh, headphones and yeah. mom's stomach. Paid in full. I was a fiend. 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 Uh, no. But what I was saying was. I feel like that's just based on our perception because we weren't around in obviously the 70s or the 80s. Yeah. So cassettes were huge back then. Yeah. Because, you know, it, 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 it's convenience factor within that. Yeah. But then as soon as CDs came out, it was like, okay, sure, there was, there was a small sliver of audiophiles who were like, no, like these sound terrible. I can skip through tracks now and that's cool. And it's like on this little disc, which is cool too, but you know, it sounds awful. Yeah. But that's like a little bit of people. Yeah. Whereas the vast majority of people are like, okay, I'm trading in all of my cassette tapes, even though they sound better for CDs immediately. Yeah. And there's not a lot of, there's not going to be, you know, millions of audiophiles who are listening to a tape no. versus a CD and going, Absolutely you know not. what? It just sounds better. Like, they didn't give a fuck. No, no, no. And they're like, this is like the audio yeah you got to pay respect for the audio files if you're some hipster who enjoys listening to vinyl records nowadays mm-hmm. because them and the djs were the only people that were still buying vinyl that's the only reason why vinyl's still going today yeah. is because there were there was enough of a minority of people who were buying these things to keep it afloat until there became this resurgence of like audiophile culture mm-hmm. to be like it's worth it and they look cool, and they're now like uh, pieces of wall art for you if you want it to be, and like things that you can have a conver- like conversation starters in your house. Yeah, and it's become this entire thing. <clears throat> um, but it, it, it's all because people were dorks about it. Basically, yeah. I remember uh, an ex girlfriend of mine. <clears throat> her, her her dad, he pulled out this suitcase. And I was like, oh, I guess he's going to murder me now. He's going to pull out an, an, an NAR or something, put the glows, gun together. Just glows gold. <laughs> like, you, you know what I've been through to get this? <laughs> he pulls out this suitcase, opens it up, and he's got, I mean, every classic um, rap record from, like, the late 80s to, I'd say from, like, he had the gold, he had the golden era. From like eighty seven to ninety three, he had pretty much everything. He had EPMD, he had paid in full from Rock Eric B and Rock Him. He had three feet high and rising. He had um uh, he had NWA straight out of Compton. He had I mean he had the golden era. He had all the uh tribe records, mm-hmm. uh, but tapes. So he had this suitcase full of tape decks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he just he just put it in my lap, and it was just like open that up because he knew that you know I was a big hip hop guy. You smell the age, you know? <laughs> and I opened it up, and I was just like, oh, 
And I like I just I didn't even know what to do with it because I didn't have a tape deck. I didn't have any way of playing them. I just had to sit there and admire them. And he didn't have a tape deck either. Ugh. He had just held on to the tapes. Yeah. Uh, but we just sat there and just admired them, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just admired this piece of dead technology. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, man, that's just, I don't know. It's funny because he was such an asshole to me in other instances, (laughs) but in, in some ways he was really nice to me. Yeah. This is is a really weird, this is the turn in your movie. You know, yeah. he he uh, shows a little bit of his softer side. Yeah, and people go, "Oh, he's oh, oh he's he's li- he's lightening up. He kind of yeah. maybe he's done enough that he likes him now." Yeah. Uh, well, she's still an ex, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't talked to that Ooh. guy in years. So, <clears throat> but seeing that, just appreciating tech from that amount of from that time frame, because yeah. that's the other thing is is you have to appreciate the the actual tech from that yeah. time frame. Yeah. What people were trying to do uh with the limited amount of technology that they had. Well, the, and you think about hip hop culture in particular and so much of it is in cassette tape. Oh yeah. Uh, mixtapes. I mean literally it's called a mixtape for a reason. Yeah. Literal mixtapes. Right. So actually creating those tapes. Yeah. The, I, the ability I, to do that was uh, exclusive to cassette tapes yeah yeah i mean we did it we did it we 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 made multiple tapes of like you know recording from the actual from the radio recording that onto the actual tape like erasing (laughs) erasing like actual like getting blank blank tapes or rewrite or writing over or trying to write over old tapes like that's the shit that these kids, man, I hate to be the get off my lawn guy, but <laughs> yeah, they just don't, they'll never appreciate something like that because they never had to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I told you this before, but I was searching through my older brother's cassette tapes <clears throat> mm-hmm. and there's tons of mixed tapes in there. Uh, and one of them I found was a recording that he did had to have been when we were at a uh, family reunion in New York mm-hmm. and it was hot 97 about an hour hour and a half of hot 97 in 96 and it's just it's it's absolutely incredible yeah it's like it's a time capsule yeah and to have that still is just like invaluable because like you know that's not saved anywhere right it was just on the airwaves and it it probably deleted immediately afterwards but to have that (coughs) to have a little piece of that is is special and you couldn't do that with a cd yeah. You know, so there, there's some as as shitty as technology can get. There are still some little nuggets that, that are valuable from it mm-hmm. that you can you can take. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one more question for you. Sure. Do you remember the first vinyl record you bought? Oh, the first vinyl record I bought. That's a good question, man. That you it doesn't have to be with your own money that you specifically went out and got for yourself. Well, I know I can tell you what first I can tell you the CDs that I bought. The vinyl records is harder for me to to recollect. That's hmm, I wonder. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what the first vinyl. It was something. Ra- I know it was something weird and random. 
I'd have to like go back and look at my collection, but I, I, I would assume that it was like some weird like uh like uh like Method Man's first record or something like that. Some some yep. album that like doesn't really have any personal uh standing with me or anything. Mm-hmm. But just just wanting to get into that, just wanting to start collecting. Yeah. Because for a while my uh you know, my parents they they had a collection of of like I said, they, I mean they were buying albums actively, so they had a collection, but that collection was sitting in the attic and you know, I I didn't I didn't touch it. I didn't do anything with it. I didn't think like I just left it up there. I didn't, I was like that's their stuff. I'm not going to mess with it. Then I wanted to I wanted to do my own thing. So I didn't start with any of those records. <clears throat> I think I think it might have been I think it might have been Thriller. I think I bought that from a friend. Hmm. I think I bought it off a friend who <laughs> who didn't who didn't it was like it's a first edition uh thriller record, but the uh jackets kind of beat up, so they didn't really they were like, ah, fuck hmm. it, you can have it. I th- I think that's the first vinyl record I bought. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The first C D I wanna I wanna say this. Because it's kind of in the zeitgeist a little bit. I bought... The, these were the first CDs I bought when my parents allowed me to just go and buy CDs and not, you know, oh, they have to be uh, uh, parental advised. They have to be edited. You know, yeah. we have to... Like, they were just Ugh. like, fuck it, go... They such were, a waste of money. Such a waste of money. What is the point of those fucking albums, man? I have a handful of CDs that are uh, that, that I got from them my parents that are edited and it's just like, I appreciate that you bought me these, but they can go straight to the compost. What I, am I supposed to do with these? I, uh, more recently, I mean, within like the past five years, I went, I went to Goodwill and I found, uh, the love below and, uh, what those, the other speaker one? box, speaker box. Uh, and I was like, awesome. Yeah. I, I, I never bought this album, uh, on CD, yeah. on CD. Mm-hmm. And so I picked it up, I put it in, edited. it. I went, this Ugh. sucks. I want to break it. <laughs> it sucks so much. Throw it away. <laughs> it's, it's so disappointing. Uh, so the the I went out and I and I, I went to Fye. Of course, because uh, you need to spend twenty five dollars on the CD. Of course, of yeah. course. So I'm going to spend as much money as I possibly can. I bought Nards in search of. I bought Busta Rhymes Genesis, and I bought uh, DMX the Great Depression. So I had skipped all of his like, you know, world changing <laughs> albums, and I yeah. and I bought uh, the Great Depression. Funny you say that. The Great Depression was the first DMX album I bought too. It's a, it's a good record. It's, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, obviously with his untimely passing and everything, uh, I I was when when, you know, I'm not gonna get into oh who we should show him love when he's alive blah blah, blah all that bullshit. He's fucking DMX. Everybody was showing him love sure. if you're a hip hop fan. But I was listening to his older records, and uh, like the, I don't want to get into a critical analysis of his albums right here because we could spend another hour yeah talking about his albums. But I will say that he, his bigger songs are on his older albums, but he got better as a rapper and as a album creator yeah later the great depression i think as an album is 
more cohesive then yeah for sure yeah. like his older shit he would i mean he had these weird skits and there was definitely filler on on the yeah. older albums even if they have like his big records there's filler on those shits the great depression for the most part doesn't have a lot of filler on it it's mm-hmm. it's it's like a solid record almost from front to back yeah. But it, it doesn't have party up on it, so it's like Exactly. All right. Exactly. I think the biggest song is um uh um Who We Be is probably the biggest mm-hmm. record on that album. Hey no Who We Be Hey no Who We Be Who We Be, yeah. We right and then here. we right here. That's the yeah. big that's we right here big is the one. big one, yeah. We right here. We ain't going anywhere. We right here. What? <laughs> I was gonna do it, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> so uh yeah, so those are the first three records that I bought on CD. Nice. So that, nice. Yeah. My first vinyl record was what you see here, Margo. Yes. Victory two thousand four, featuring Notorious B.I.G., P. Diddy, Buster Rhymes, Fifty Cent, and Lloyd Banks. Amazing. Uh, it's the first single from Bad Boys 10th anniversary. The hits. When Diddy was just throwing random artists on these songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was my first I remember the experience of buying that because I was like, all right. I was still with living with my parents obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm like, all right, they still have their record player. I I remember that. And uh I was in Downtown Disney at the Virgin <sighs> Record Store. Rest in peace to Downtown Disney. At the Virgin Record Store. The Virgin Record Store. What? I was on a date at the time. <laughs> on a date at the time. I forget yeah. what movie we saw. It was either Ponyo or Hellboy 2. <laughs> it was one or the other. And uh, <laughs> why would you why would you make it? Why would you take a date to Ponyo? It's a good movie, man. It is. It's a good movie. Um and so after the movie, we headed over to the record store and trying to look like a cool guy. I decided to look in their vinyl. Nice. This is pre like hipster Adam though, you know? Like this yeah. is like in the in a totally pure place of me just trying to look cool. Yeah, I mean, this is what, 2015, 2016? <sighs> Way before that. It was yeah. like 2007. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Tw- 2005 or 2006. I didn't mean yeah, 2015. Yeah, yeah. I meant 2005, 2006. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So after that, uh, I was I was just kind of perusing through. I'm like, these are really expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not realizing that like there's a price hike, especially at the time, because records were not you know just selling. Yeah. You know. And uh, I found that one. I found Victory 2004. And it was a single. And I'm like, I got enough money for a single. Yeah. It was like 15 bucks. And I went, I'm buying it because I like uh, 50 Cent nowadays. And so I picked it up. And I'm pretty sure I still have it. I'm pretty sure I still have it in somewhere within that volume of of vinyl. Uh, We might have to dust that one off. Yeah. And she too is an ex. So (laughs) (laughs) that tells you anything. What that tells you is music lasts forever. Women are temporary. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think you were going to cheers on that one. No, I feel uncomfortable doing that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just bitter. We joke. We joke. I don't. I'm bitter. Do you know what else is bitter? Tell me. The spear. Well, Adam, 
I would love to hear your opinion on this mm. beer. So, this is from the Threes Brewing. Threes. S F Y double I P A. Our very <laughs> first Threes Brewing beer. Yeah, that's exciting, right? Yeah. I, I, I didn't even realize, but you're right. Yeah. yeah. I really do enjoy their art. <clears throat> yes. It's, uh, it's very stark, uh, minimalist. Minimalist. Yeah. And colorful. I like it. Yeah. I was watching this thing on Twitter. And uh, it was somebody posted uh, Donatella Versace, 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 her uh, her little Vogue interview or whoever does that stupid interview where they ask people random questions in their house and it just keeps cutting uh-huh. to them in different yeah, yeah, yeah. rooms of their house. By the way, if it's Vogue or interview magazine or whoever it is, I hate it. So how about that? <laughs> Fuck you. I hate it. OK, it's so stupid. Uh-huh. It's just some guy off camera who is like. What's is your is your favorite sandwich a peanut butter and jelly or a turkey sandwich? And then the celebrity is like, "It turkey. is actually pesto." And yeah, and then they cut to another. And I'm just like, "Look, this format. I don't know if you think it's cute or what, whatever your opinion on it is. It's not good." <sighs> but anyway, yeah. um, they they they. I was watching this because they were saying how funny it was, and one of the things that she, they were like, "What what do you want to see people get rid of in?" Um, in fashion and she was like minimalism and i was like oh fuck because <laughs> even if i'm a fucking weird hoarder of certain things yeah in my mind i'm a minimalist mm-hmm. and so when i see a label like this uh, i go you're threatened no i like it i love it it's the oh it's, i meant you're threatened by versace's uh, oh yeah take on yes that. <laughs> exactly yes i i hear her and i go <laughs> i'm sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I'm into this. This right, is right. dope. It's a really it's nice. cool label. It's so. nice. Uh, uh, just a, a, a quick, quick uh, correction, I suppose. Uh, Three's Brewing is from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, Adam, please tell the people what you think of this. I'm Bruski. Um, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting exactly what I'm looking for here. Uh. Obviously, with a double IPA, you're getting you're getting the bitterness, the bitterness uh, you expect from an IPA. But also, there's like it's almost so extreme that you get this sweetness that kind of curts it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at eight point three percent, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna screw around with this guy, Mm-mm. right? Not the, this guy, not this guy, not this guy. You gotta pay it its respect, and I respect that. Um. Yeah, I mean it's it's very it's very much a simple, well done, super respectable, strong, strong IPA. Uh, I don't know what much more there is to say about it. Uh, it uh, much like its its imagery, it's very minimalist, mm-hmm. but in a good way, mm-hmm. in, in an appealing way. Uh, I'm gonna give this guy one more sip. More. Quick question. Yeah. Are we cutting between scores still? Are we doing the point seven fives? I mean, it annoys me, but it's been Perfect. done. Four point seven five <laughs> is what I'm giving this one. It's a four point seven five. All right. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. 
uh, mostly because in between scores annoy me, but also because yeah, no, it's 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 really good. It's it's a uh, you know double IPA. You're thinking, okay, how how close are we getting to the point where? You know, you start to taste the alcohol content of it. And I don't think we're at that point. There's this nice citrusy bite at the front end mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. In the front, yep. Um it's 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 bitter, but it's not it's not something that's gonna you know, it's not a big turnoff. I think this is a it, this is a good double IPA for anybody who has kind of graduated into, you know, you're you're a craft beer drinker and you want to kind of step it up a little bit more. Yeah. This is a good place to start. It's as very it's like a moderate solid. level, I feel. Yes, yes. And it's not something that's going to uh <clears throat> you want a double IPA <clears throat> but you don't want uh you don't want the flavor I guess to be too aggressive or yeah. abrasive. It, it doesn't give me that back of the throat like scratchiness that I sometimes get from the IPAs. Yeah. You know, it that's that's why I gave it the little kick up. Yeah, a little kick up. Little kick up. Little kick up. Yeah. So, a four and a half for myself and a four point seven five for you, my friend. Uh, you think we got it? I know we got it. Well, then, if you say we got it, then that means we got it. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Arf, arf. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious <laughs> beer. Like, share, and subscribe everywhere podcasts are sold or listened to. And always, always, always have a beautiful evening. We love you. I didn't want to disrespect DMX by trying to bark. So, <laughs> so that's what you gave arf, us? Arf, arf. Arf, arf. Arf, arf. Arf, arf. arf. There you go. Arf, 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 arf. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to avoid. <laughs> <laughs>